0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talking Tolkien. Today, we are discussing Chapter 11 of The Two Towers, the Palantir.
1: I'm John. I'm Katie. I'm Chase. And Chase just, for some reason, found something hysterical.
0: Yeah, I was wondering what you were so uh. It's, it's nothing. That,
2: it, it was just for some reason, because John was eating right before we started recording, him chewing, and then going right into the intro was like this like thing that made me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> it just did.
1: You never know what makes you laugh.
2: Is
0: that better? No, that was horrible.
1: That was,
2: that was vile.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, as always, we're going to start with Today in Middle Earth and Elvish Word of the Day from Katie. Chase is going to walk us through what we read last week, and then we're going to spend most of today talking about, once again, Chapter 11 of Book 1 of The Two Towers, The Palantir. Now, today is Thursday, March 17th. Some of you may know it as St. Patrick's Day, but Katie, what do we know today? So
1: uh, today, March 17th, uh, once again, I'm going to keep reminding you throughout March that all of these dates are rather spoilery because literally everything goes down in March in Middle Earth. Um, so just a, a, a couple of little fun things that happened this past week. Um, Frodo gets captured by some orcs. Uh the Pelinor is overrun. Uh what else? What are these there's things big... you're describing? <laughs> again, yeah, you might know what, not know what I'm talking about oh, for a little no. while, but uh there's a battle in Mirkwood that goes on. Um most of the fellowship reunites again. What? Uh well you you will learn all of this stuff as it what? comes fast. But actually on today, on March seventeenth, what happens is the Battle of Dale. Um, and again something that you'll hear about. Uh, and a bunch of dwarves and men are taking refuge in Erebor today. Uh, meanwhile, also Aragorn is kind of mustering some armies, and Gandalf, Pippin, Legolas, and Gimli are preparing to depart from Mordor. Once again, we will see that happen this later in the text. This looks to
2: really intense, really <laughs> fast, <laughs>
1: really fast indeed, wow. very fast. Uh, so fast that actually, just a little heads up: next week on Friday, March 25th, it's actually known as uh, Tolkien Reading Day, kind of decreed by the Tolkien Society, um, and it's celebrated thusly because on March 25th, that's actually the downfall of Sauron (spoiler alert) <laughs> and the fall of Baradur. So uh, traditionally on Tolkien Reading Day, what you do is share your favorite passage from Tolkien's works. Um, So next week, we are going to do that. Um, We we share you favorites every week, but we're going to work really hard and try to pick our absolute favorite passage from all of Tolkien's works. And we would love for you to do the same. So if you would like to uh, let us know what your favorite passage is, please send it to us at theprofessor at TalkingTolkien.com. Um, If you'd like to be included in our episode at the very beginning. Um, And if you can send it to us by Sunday, March 20th, around midday, we'll be able to include it in our episode.
0: All right. And after that, do we have any Elvish word of the day for today?
1: Yes. So today I picked a very special word. Elvish word of the day is palantiri. Ah.
2: Yeah. I think that connects with today's episode. It does, just a little some bit. some way.
1: <laughs> so, Palantiri is actually the Quenyan root of the word Palantir, which, again, we're going to be talking a lot about Palantir today. The translation is far-seeing, and um, there's, I mean, there's also a reason why it's a Quenyan word, too, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah.
2: This is the first Elvish word of the day. Where I knew the word and what it meant (laughs) before we started recording. Yep. I'm impressed by myself. (laughs) It has nothing to do with the fact we, there's a great description of it within this chapter, but we'll move on to that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Chase, do you want to take it away with what happened last week? In fact, how about you look into your Palantir and reflect upon the visions it gave us of last week? Okay. Sorry. That was bad. That was bad.
2: That was very bad. <laughs> that was very bad. The palantir is my brain, so I'll look <laughs> into that. Um, so what happened last week is they were getting ready to leave Isengard, but first they needed to talk. Gandalf really wanted to talk with Saron, Saruman. There you go. First, and so when so when they did, everybody kind of came with them for some reason, and Saruman and them talked for a while, and then we got some kind of like magic from Saruman in his words, but then. Gandalf kind of, like, outwitted him, and not only outwitted him, out-magicked him, (laughs) and then his staff broke, and something fell into the water that was thrown from Wormtongue, and Pippin grabbed it, and Gandalf took it from him, and then they left, and that was really it.
1: Yep. That was it. Don't Uh... forget that
2: Sauron
0: uh, alternately insulted and uh, kind of... Flattered everyone trying to. You mean Sauron? Yeah, I was going to say Sauron showed up. This is a... <laughs> dang, it, dang it. We need like a square jar for any time. Uh, yeah. Every time you Sauron use the wrong or name. Sauron incorrectly. <laughs> uh... All right. Well, with that, we, s- we now start with chapter 11 of book one of the Two Towers. That has a lot of numbers in that. I wish it were like. I can't wait till we get to chapter Return one of, the king. of no like if we next week is going to be chapter one of the two towers book two book two no wait that
2: isn't it's long. book four yes i'm thinking anyway, don't confuse the yourself this, this, chapter, this, is, this is book we're one at the chapter end of book two three. we're at the end of I book three
0: <laughs> yes we're at we're at the end of book three so uh we pick up basically where we left off with they are now leaving isengard the ints are kind of Seeing them off, but they're being still, and Mary and Pippin are thinking, "Oh, it's so—it seems so long ago that we first met Fangorn."
1: Right. Um, and I really liked this. So as they're leaving Isengard, um, I really liked the how the pillar uh, w- with the hand that was thrown down and broken, that was kind of laying in the path there, with the finger pointing right, and it, I, that's just some really nice uh on point imagery and even Gandalf comments on it like that the Ents had you know uh paid attention to every detail and had broken this hand and left it like lying in the middle of the path I just thought that was great um so
0: yes um so the hobbits kind of split up and I think it's Mary who's writing with Gandalf Mm -hmm. and Mary is a little annoyed by an insult he got from from, from Saruman, who called him a ragtag, a hanging ragtag. And Mary's like, are you sure you don't mind, you know, this this ragtag hanging on behind you? <laughs> and Gandalf was like, you don't understand, Mary, how deeply you got under his skin. Yeah. Because how did you guys survive and all of his orcs didn't? An insult from Saruman is a great compliment to you, to like your your fortitude.
1: Mm-hmm. That was a really nice touch, yeah. Uh, and also, you know, Gandalf's kind of reminding him too that, you know Sauron is 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 rather concerned <laughs> with with the fact that you're even alive so um you know we we've had moments before where where our hobbits have felt kind of small and unimportant and while they may be small and uh, and and that gives them a, a certain advantage of being small and unimportant and that people don't take notice of them at the same time it like strengthens their cause and yeah i really liked that comment too um and more so, uh, Mary, Mary wants to rest. <laughs> Mary is very tired. He's like, are we going
0: to be raiding all day? <laughs> yeah.
1: And Gandalf was like, "Don't worry, today we're only going
0: for a few hours, then we'll make camp."
2: Yeah. And they may, and 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 their plan is they're heading, or they heading towards Helms Deep first, or are they heading towards Edoras?
0: They they originally had thought they were going to yeah. Edoras, but instead right. they were going to regroup. They were going to regroup with the men at Helms Deep. And kind of spread out from there a few men at a time, so as not to draw any more attention. Right.
2: Yes. Well, and and so everybody's kind of like hunkering down and making camp and getting ready to go to bed. And Mary and Pippin are close to a fire, and Pippin can't seem to. He's very restless, and this kind of annoys Mary a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But he's just like, ah, ah. I mean, I get it. Like, you, where you you can't stop thinking about stuff that's where he's at right now
1: that's a very and I was yeah I was thinking as I was reading this I was like Pippin I relate to you so much because like even even last night I had one of these moments where like you're like okay I'm gonna go to bed now it's gonna be great and then you just can't sleep something's like nagging at you right and um you toss and turn and and if if you happen to be uh accompanied by anyone you 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 got to be that annoying person who's like hey are you awake (laughs) -hmm. Can can you sleep? Does Gandalf seems different to you? Yeah,
2: Gandalf (laughs) seems off. Like I don't know, he's covered in white. What I don't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, Mary's response to that is kind of um, you know yeah well I mean yeah yes and no and and you know Gandalf seems kind of you know like more cheerful and also yet more serious. Um, And then I really liked too. We were reminded um, that. Gandalf also seems more powerful he tells me you know like you know Saruman was the white and now Gandalf's white and you know Saruman came when he was called and then Gandalf just cast him out so there you go there's make with that if you will and then Pippin asks about this glass ball uh, that had been thrown out of the window uh, that seems to have been occupying his thoughts And Mary, of course, reminds him with Gildor's words that uh, are very iconic and have been done on many a cross Stitch. Do not meddle in the affairs of wizards, for they are subtle and quick to anger.
0: Uh, Yeah, but then (laughs) Pippin says the best thing ever. Yes. But our whole life for months has been one long meddling in the affairs of wizards. I should like a bit of information as well as danger. Yep. I should like a look
1: at that ball. I know that was my very favorite response from Pippin. Like I, 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 I've said it before there. uh, Pippin has some really great character moments. I mean, everyone does. Everyone has great character moments throughout these books, but really like there's something so endearing about Pippin. And I don't know. I think it's just in, in his wit.
2: Basically the, and he, he gets up around this point, and pretty much everybody's asleep. Yeah. Especially where he goes over where Gandalf's at, and he sees that Gandalf is, I guess, asleep. Mm-hmm. It's not... It's weird. It's a weird... He's he's Gandalf's a weirdo. Because, uh, <laughs> like, he's sleeping with his... Is he sleeping with his eyes open or something like that? Or well, he's, like, he looks like he's, like, staring or something?
1: Well, yeah. So it's like, you know, Pippin creeps over, and again, Pippin is, like... Just drawn to the idea Of the Palantir and he can't resist it And he he has this feeling Like he knows that he should You know wait until everyone's awake And that he shouldn't be You know meddling And things he 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 knows what he's Doing is probably not what he should be doing But he can't help it and he's 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 drawn and he
0: Sorry Go but, ahead but if we've heard one thing If we've learned one thing about magical artifacts In this world <laughs> It's that they manipulate the subtle desires in our subconscious that we can't control. Exactly. And remember
2: how I've talked previously about how I think anything that has the words or elements of Sauron have this real way of, you know, diving deep down to people's psyche. We're talking about the ring. We're talking about just knowledge of Sauron. And mm-hmm. now this Palantir, which has had all sorts of network code from Sauron strewn through it. Cause I mean, I know what it is. I mean, <laughs> if you're reading it as you go. I mean, <laughs> it's this thing that's going to like, he's going to go crazy if he doesn't touch this thing and look into it. And so he right gets the idea to like, Drop us like because Gandalf's holding on to this thing while he sleeps,
1: yeah, and or he... or at least appearing to be asleep, and yeah, it's true, so he 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 creeps over to where Gandalf is sleeping or or seems to be sleeping, and he like, yeah, so you know the the uh, he he's he his eyes are like almost closed but slightly open, and Pippin even kind of like jumps back because he thinks he's awake, mm-hmm. and then he's like, okay no we're we're good, yeah takes takes the takes the orb kind of thing, and then uh Decides he needs to pull an Indiana Jones.
2: Yeah. and replaces <laughs> with a stone.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, good, good thinking there, Pip. The,
0: the funny thing is I also thought, oh, he's pulling an Indiana Jones. And I thought about making that <laughs> reference. And I was like, if anything, though, Indy was pulling a Pippin.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah.
2: And one of my favorite bits of, like, from this section is he takes this stone and he runs, he cut, really. He runs away like a hobbit would, mm-hmm. and it and and Tolkien has written in here that he is. I don't know the exact words because I I don't have the text in front of me right now, but he is like hunched over it like a child who has done something wrong. Yes, like he specifically mentions like a like a childlike aspect to Pippin right now, which can't help but also think of again. Gollum, and the descriptions we've had of Gollum mm-hmm. before, go- again back to was a greedy
0: child stooping over a bowl of food in a corner away from others.
2: That's it. The yeah. stooping of a child is the part that I uh, that and the greed on to. Yes. And
1: the greed. Yeah. Um, and and indeed, yeah. Pippin is just drawn to it, and one you know, even while he's kind of staring into it, he gets the feeling, I shouldn't be doing this. I should look mm-hmm. away, but he can't. He's compelled to to continue looking at this thing. Um. and he, and then things start to get weird, and the inside of this uh kind of crystal ball starts to like swirl and burn, and then images start to appear. Well, we we don't see the images yet because Pippin.
2: Well, it's like almost like I. This is what I imagine from the outside: is Pippin's there holding on this thing, mm-hmm. and then a second later he drops it, and is like. Freaking out! Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's pretty it's quick, really fast. In mm-hmm. fact, it was so fast I almost missed it. Yep, when I was reading it.
1: Yeah, and he, yeah, indeed he he so cries Pippin. out and wakes everyone up.
0: Yes, exactly. So Gandalf comes up and immediately says, "This is the thief." Uh, <laughs> you know, Pippin. I can't. You know, he's he's shocked at Pippin. He's a little angry, but he's not overtly accusatory yet. Um, Mm -hmm. but then what I love is it says he took Pippin's hand and bent over his face listening for his breath then he lay his hands on his brow the hobbit shuddered his eyes closed he cried out and sat up staring in bewilderment at all the faces round him, pale in the moonlight it is not for you Saruman he cried in a shrill and toneless voice shrieking away from Gandalf I will send for it at once do you understand
1: say just that that. Mm -hmm. yeah so Pippin is clearly out of it Right. Um, freaking out. And eventually, you know, Gandalf kind of calms him and coaxes the information out of out of Pippin. Asks him what, what happened. And Pippin tells him he saw things that were terrifying and um, that he wanted to look away, but he couldn't.
2: Well, he mentions seeing nine. Yeah. Nine winged creatures. Yeah blanketing out the stars you know and Mm -hmm. things of that nature which we have seen
1: which we know Mm -hmm. yeah we Mm -hmm. know what
2: that's what's going on there and we've had descriptions of that before but then one of the coolest things in this book so far Mm -hmm. in my opinion happens which he is like i don't know if it's necessarily a physical area but somebody approaches him Mm -hmm. and talks to him and thinks he is like a spokesperson or something for saruman kind of you know what i mean you well going like like it was it, all, was it was it was a it was weird all it was that really weird.
1: all that pippin says is then he came then he came yeah. yeah and again it's you know pippin sees this terrifying vision and we don't necessarily Get the exact vision that he sees, but we we know who it is, and he knows who is, who it is. And the other thing too is that he, the enemy, uh, okay. doesn't actually speak to him. He just looks at him, and Pippin just knows. knows it. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so he 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 kind of questions him at first, and at first he, the enemy, that is to say, Sauron, believes that he's talking to Saruman, right? Um, yes. And then you know Pippin actually replies and says no I'm a hobbit uh, and then Sauron laughs and, and kind of jeeringly at him uh, and then tells him to give a message to Saruman um, and tells him says to tell Saruman that this dainty is not for him I will send for it at once do you understand say just that Um. and that's that's as much as Pippin really really wants to say um, and then Gandalf kind of immediately gets a bit of a hold on the situation and pretty much tells us, okay, so all is not lost. It's okay.
2: <laughs> you didn't say anything. You didn't, yeah. You You, you didn't tell them right. anything. You said so. something,
1: but not too much. And here we go. Sauron was being hasty, guys. What have we learned from Ents, if nothing but don't be hasty? Yeah. <laughs> um, Sauron did not actually question pippin right no um all he did was assume jump yeah just assume um that number one he's speaking to this hobbit who is still in Orthanc, and number two that saruman is still in power there
2: which is a great element of the the back to being reminded of how information is not being spread very quickly i mean because this is obviously one of those things that you'd be using to spread information quickly
0: but you know what they say when you assume yep you make an ass out of sauron and sauron
2: (laughs) (laughs) they i think sauron already done that for himself
1: Uh, um and and but then i also like uh so you know, uh, you know, Gandalf is kind of reassuring him. You know, don't don't worry. Uh, you know, Saur- Sauron jumped to conclusions here and didn't question you. He just believes that you're a captive there. And and,
0: and what I liked was how Sauron's first question was, "So you've come back? Why has it taken you so long to respond?" You mean Sauron's, you mean Sauron's first Sauron? question? Like, dang! Oh my <laughs> Put a dollar in the another penny in, in the, the name jar. <laughs> yeah, another dollar in the jar. Anyway, his. Because Sauron, assuming he was talking to Saruman, like I love that it shows that Sauron doesn't realize that Saruman was trying to play him.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, and then I liked uh, Gandalf, uh, a Gandalf line here. He says, "Don't shudder if you will meddle in the wizard in the affairs of wizards. You must be pre- prepared to think of such things." So we get like a continuation of that "Do not meddle in the affairs of wizards" thing um <laughs> i mean be
0: c- i just love he then he then says lie there and rest if you can pippin trust me if you feel an itch in your palms again tell me of it such things can be yeah cool. <laughs> but anyway my dear hobbit don't put a lump lunk- a lump of rock under my elbow yeah you
1: <laughs> so poor pippin
2: however i mean but this is the moment where we we got to get going no we can't we can't sit around here and rest because yeah. sauron knows something's up at least yeah and that he's going to send forces down this area as fast as possible or or towards Isengard very quickly so we need to get out of here right and primarily Pippin you're coming with you're me you're coming with me mm-hmm. and we're going to book it now
1: <laughs> well and you know for, first off uh Gandalf and Aragorn kind of immediately have pieced things together and basically you know yeah Gandalf talks to the others and Aragorn pretty much that okay well so this this is surely a a, a palantir um which was brought here by elendil um and oh, so imagine. gandalf and so gandalf presents it to aragorn then because aragorn indeed is its kind of rightful quote-unquote owner um being that he's the heir of elendil um and then I, I, again we get more like don't be hasty because Gandalf, while while handing this thing over to Aragorn, tells him, don't be hasty. And I like Aragorn's response, like, when have I ever done that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Aragorn
0: also says, though, this: there is w- one who may claim it by right, for this assuredly is the palantir of Orthanc from the treasury of Elendil, set here by the kings of Gondor. Now my hour draws near, I will take it. Yeah, that's... So A- Aragorn says, you know, this belongs
1: to me. Also, I'm never hasty. <laughs> yeah, also I'm never hasty. Um yeah, and so also this explains the link between Isengard and Mordor, um which we had been kind of pondering about before, uh because now we have here's 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 this means of communication they've been using. Um but at the same time it's kind of good that Pippin was the one to have uh made this little blunder because, you know, Gandalf says he had been thinking about um about trying to uh, use it to confirm his suspicions as to what it was, but had he revealed himself to Sauron, it would have been catastrophic. Yes. So the fact that it was because yes,
2: the the
0: because at this point Gandalf the White is still largely a secret. Exactly, and
2: also a Hobbit has, in, in many ways, because. This isn't me saying hobbits are stupid. <laughs> I'm saying the lack of knowledge in the affairs of the world in this way yes. has made him, has made Pippin a much more, e- like an easier person for the stuff to be deflected off of. Right. This comes back to why Frodo has the ring compared to Gandalf. It's, it's back to that same exactly. thing. Exactly. This is what I really like about this chapter, it reaffirms the magic of Sauron and Tolkien really thought about it mm-hmm. and made sure it had rules and it seems to have rules and limitations mm-hmm. and necessarily i mean honestly the P- palantir isn't the magic of sauron however in, in, in
1: its originality yeah it's mm-hmm. got his funk all over it so <laughs> i'm mean,
2: concerning sauron's funk is what the name of the is <laughs> <system's> gonna be <laughs>
1: that's the perfect way to to oh, to, to put yeah. it actually but yeah and indeed you know gandalf says you know he'll recover he's a hobbit and hobbits have have bounce a way back. like he'll be able to bounce back better. Better than even, a, like, a man would. Um, and, yeah, so, yeah, pretty much uh, we, we need to go now. Uh, I'm going to take Pippin, me, me, me being Gandalf, uh, and then, you know, Theoden and Ten Riders, you're going to go to Helm's Deep, and Aragorn and your buddies, you can go as you please. Um, and... But then... Oh, I was just oh, going to say, go ahead just ahead. as they're about to leave, they look up into the sky, and what do they see?
0: And a shadow blots out the moon and everyone gets really scared and they see I love the way it was described because they see what is mm-hmm. clearly a ring wraith or an asgul. In fact Gandalf cries out Nazgul, right. the messenger of Mordor. They have crossed the river. Um we see what is an Azgul on a Fell Beast flying, but the way it's described is that you don't actually see it flying. You just see like the absence where it is. Yeah, it's like it's
1: star. like that um that material, what is it called, that like absorbs so much light that you can't really perceive it. No, uh, I know exactly no, there's what are this... talking about,
2: but... I feel I know
1: I feel dumb now because I just saw it like yesterday on the Webernets when I was looking at something an Einstein rose no you're not being helpful but it's but it's it's really cool it's this thing yeah but it's 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 uh, some substance and anyway like you can put it on a crumpled up piece of like tin foil and not know that the surface is crumpled up that's like how much I know
2: you're talking light it absorbs
1: yeah so that's what I'm imagining like kind of what they're seeing but also like it gets chilly and just like eerie and weird so yeah, spooky, spooky stuff.
2: Well, they throw each other up onto, the, or Gandalf and Pippin are up on Shadowfax. And there's a great bit of about like Shadowfax doesn't necessarily, you know, because he rides him without a saddle. Yep. And then Gandalf says, no, 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 no. You don't ride <laughs> Shadowfax. Shadowfax allows, is like. Allows is like, you to. Be carried be by carried. him.
0: Be carried, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's like he yeah. chooses to carry you or to not and shadow facts will make sure that those who will stay on should stay on he's like yeah the
1: only way you're coming off this horse is if you jump off him (laughs) which yeah that's that's a that's a great bit um and then Gandalf is singing to himself this passage and uh and and Pippin listens to it and Gandalf sings um an excerpt from uh, from one of the old, old, old tales. And it goes, tall ships and tall kings, three times three. What brought they from the foundered land over the flowing sea? Seven stars and seven stones and one white tree. Yep. Um, and Pippin asks him, well, what was that about? And Gandalf says, well, this was about the Palantiri of the kings of old. Um, and it's th- what that means is that which looks far away. And then we kind of learn a little bit more about what this stone actually is Um, and so the Orthanc stone is indeed a Palantir Um, it was not made by Sauron or Saruman Um, the seeing stones were actually Gandalf tells us made by the Noldor possibly by Feanor himself and this this paragraph is just
0: such a Silmarillion paragraph it is a very Silmarillion paragraph Palantiri come from beyond
1: Westerness from Eldamar mm-hmm so, basically, in short, yeah, they were made in Aman. Remember, that's the other name for Valinor. During the time of the trees. So, uh, kind of the same, uh, around the same time. Fact, the, uh, I mean,
2: it was basically, I almost felt like it was verbatim taken from the end like of that. that, that um, like <laughs> an That chapter about the fall of... Remember in the there was like a chapter, it was like the fall of... The Akalabath? No, something like that. Um, the fall of Numenor? Yeah, but then there was like a chapter right after that that said like where they all went and it actually described a lot of this stuff. Uh, like, Anor, mm-hmm. whatever, and Minas Minisethal and, and, and yeah. yeah. And, well, okay,
1: if, if you're interested actually about uh, learning a bit more about the Palantiri, um, there is a, a section in the Unfinished Tales devoted to the Palantiri. I thought you were
2: about to say Ken Burns documentary, but I don't
1: know why. <laughs> no, but... Um, <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so they're made, again, possibly by Feanor, and then given by the elves to the Numenorians, who then kept them as heirlooms um, until the fall of Numenor at the end of the Second Age. Seven of these stones were rescued and brought by Elendil and his sons into Middle-earth, um, and then they were set kind of in their towers in the realms in exile, that being Gondor and, um, and Arnor. And they were used for communication amongst the Dúnedain. Now, so originally, again, these things were used for a purpose of good, for um, communication between these watchtowers by Mm -hmm. these great kings. Mm -hmm. Sauron has now taken and corrupted them, turned them to these evil devices um, to use kind of in a similar way, but for his own purpose, to kind of communicate with his underlings, right? Um,
2: I don't think he would have had to change much, though. I mean, he, I mean, he,
1: but basically it's just that he's appropriated them for his his own purposes.
2: Yeah, he, he had to like, he had to like hack into them with a back door <laughs> to get at the information because they're all like ID locked.
1: And now I'm just imagining Sauron sitting in at <laughs> Barador and then like, a, like tapping on this seeing stone and then hacker voice, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's not remake that that's not
1: at all uh that's uh, that was trivializing that was bad um so yeah we get this background about the about the palantiri and pippin's like well i wish i had known that because then i wouldn't have done what Uh, i did And i was like yes (laughs) you know pippin says then
0: i would have wait so i wish i had known this uh okay and I, because, because I had no notion of what I was doing. And Gandalf said, Yes, you yeah.
1: did. Um, and he would have done it anyway. Yeah. And he, and he tells Pippin, he says, Yeah. And you, you, you were being a fool and, and you knew while you were doing it that you were being a fool. Um, however, you know, part of it's my fault too. Um, how, but, you know, even if I had told you about this sooner, it wouldn't have mattered because no. again, you were being drawn to do this. Um, so and and then I really liked kind of the end of this conversation. Um, he says, uh, on the contrary, no, the burned hand teaches best. After that, advice <laughs> is about fire goes to the heart. So like that. Isn't that what we always say that, like, kids learn not to touch hot things by accidentally touching a hot burner on a stove?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. And then he quickly shifts kind of the tone. And he he points over there and he's like, oh, by the way, over there is Helm's Deep. That's where the battle was. too. Yeah. yeah, I thought we were going there. There's some great there are some great caves, but I'm not going to tell you about them. If you ever see Gimli again, ask him about them, and for once, you will receive an answer that is longer than one you would have.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but where are we going?
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, because Pippin asked, wait, weren't we going to Helm's Deep? And nope, Gam was like, uh, no, actually, we're going to go to Minas Tirith. <laughs> Just straight there. Much
2: further, but we got to go there.
1: Yeah. And there's this great, too, uh, moment of, like, so as the chapter ends, like, Pippin kind of drifts off, and he feels as if... He and Gandalf are sitting stationary on this stone, and just the like the World like a, a statue of a horse, and that the ground is moving beneath them. This is a
2: really cool image. Which
1: is another yeah, really great description of what it's like to ride Shadowfax. Because again, he's like you know, Gandalf tells him he he runs as swiftly as any horse is able to run, and they, also they're into this land that he knows now. So I don't know. That was just like such smooth. the cool yeah description of of Shadowfax yep um but oh something else that i wanted to touch on so you know we had uh a a couple of things in this chapter um with uh like when when pippin is kind of drawn to touch the palantir we get that from pippin's point of view which I think is another just really nice touch. It makes it makes it easier. I mean, we we do kind of relate to him already, but it makes it easier for us to understand his uh, like w- what happened um, in 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 wanting to investigate the Palantir, um, and then mm-hmm. what he sees in the Palantir with the uh, the the Nazgul, and then again when what when everyone sees the winged Nazgul in the sky too, this um, is a much more kind of like tangible uh, vision of Mordor that really nobody else has seen in the book yet besides Frodo at Amonhen.
2: Yes, and he's not, he's not spoken to anybody about it yet.
1: Right, so Pippin now has seen this glimpse, and it's making things even more real for for everyone uh, so yeah, spooky stuff. Awesome. <laughs>
0: well, what is everyone's favorite moment from the from the reading?
2: When Pippin describes encountering Sauron, mm-hmm. that was my favorite bit. That that lit up my imagination like crazy.
1: Because mm-hmm. what is, what what's Sauron again? He's he's a fallen Maia. He's a, okay. He's that's what's was saying, All right.
2: He's a lord of werewolves, which never made sense to me but
1: anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I guess mine has to be Actually the bit near the end When Gandalf is just going To the logistics of like How the Palantiri worked And like oh yeah One was in Orthanc One was in Minas Anor One was in Minas Ethel mm-hmm. One was in the the Dome of the Stars In Asciliath Like I just I don't know I just found that really interesting mm-hmm.
2: Nice yeah
0: Yeah
1: and actually The, the, the master
0: stone Was at Asciliath It could see pa- um, It could see like passively Through
1: all the other stones
0: Without letting yeah. them see
1: And there's there's yeah and there's again there's uh there's tons more inf- uh, information about the palantir and how they actually work and that like each of them has an axis and a pole that like works with the earth and some of the stones have more power than others and some of them are larger than it's it's really uh interesting and uh like in depth and deep with with how they actually work and that's um you can, again you can find that in the unfinished tales it's a great little bit to read um my favorite is actually something that uh, we, we didn't discuss in the reading, but it's when, um, so it's near the beginning where actually Mary is questioning Gandalf. And again, mostly just wanting to know, hey, when are we going to stop and sleep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he keeps asking him and Gandalf uh, <laughs> responds to him. He says, a most unquenchable hobbit all wizards should have a hobbit or two in their care to teach them <laughs> the meaning of the word and to correct them. <laughs> like he's like, these hobbits are like trying his patience. And again, like Gandalf is always has things in the back of his mind that he's trying to think about. And meanwhile, he's got these hobbits in his care who keep asking him questions uh, and, and always want to know more and, and uh, want the long answer. And Gandalf's like, well, okay. I'll I'll give you this, but I have to think about other things that are more pressing right now. (laughs) And I just think that line was so great about the nature of Gandalf and the nature of hobbits in one. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, a most unquenchable hobbit is a pretty good
2: expression.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it is.
0: Uh, Well, any, any favorites from your week, anything to suggest?
1: uh, My favorite thing from this week was the Ghostbusters trailer
2: both of them too
1: uh yeah both of them um i i'm i i'm so i'm so ready for that movie
2: i've i've been signed on for that movie for so long so i'm i'm in i want (laughs) i want that movie so badly yep i want to be because even today there was a captain america civil war trailer and i couldn't give a Damn, compared to I haven't even
1: watched the Captain America Civil War uh, trailer today. It, no. You know
2: what? This is unpopular opinion. It's whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I watched anything from Marvel, and I'm just like, man.
0: Yeah, it's <sighs> gotten to the it, well. It's gotten to the point where the Marvel movie, Marvel, Marvel movies were really good <laughs> for the first kind of cycle of the Avengers of cutting out all of the backstory of the comics and making it approachable to anybody. Mm-hmm. Which because that was a large barrier to entry of anyone wanting to come in. It was 50 years of backstory. And it's getting to the point now where there's so much backstory. I think it's becoming cumbersome to people who aren't that engaged in the universe.
2: Cause let's just say, in yeah, the we're Catch talking about cumbersome
0: universes in a po- podcast about I, Tolkien. So I know, but <laughs>
2: let's just say what was really interesting to me was seeing in the trailer, Spider-Man shows up half my feed. Finally, well, f- half my feed was going, was freaking out and going, Oh my God, spider in it. The other half was going, why is Spider-Man in this? Which made me realize, <laughs> Oh, this trailer's for people who are in the know. Yeah. But the thing is, I think the vast majority of that audience aren't is in the know yet. of why this is the thing and are probably really confused why a very, very red-looking right. spider... Like he's red. Like, he there's... Is, he is, like, like radiating heat from the sun <laughs> red. Like, he is really red. I couldn't get past it.
1: But it's true, though. There is, you know, like, Marvel Comics fan and then Marvel Cinematic Universe fan and sometimes the two don't intersect I'm and Guardians in
2: of the galaxy for <laughs> captain america and i like that avengers that's basically it. yeah
0: well for me the only thing i really have to say is hamilton at the white house look it up
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that that warms my heart watching hamilton being was it being performed with a bunch of kids yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, it yeah, it yeah. pretty endearing I, they're, part of
0: they're they're launching like a new education program, um, and they launched it at, at the White House. Although I will also say that the since we talked about Broad City multiple times now, the Broad City episode episode four, <laughs> I believe it's called Rat Pack. Yes, the best episode yes. of Broad City yet. I was this season or otherwise the best. Oh my god! It was I mean, so good.
2: I wouldn't go that far, but it was really good. It is the show is on it's on fire right now
1: i've only seen one episode of this season so far so you i see need this to catch up yeah.
2: and you see the third episode yeah the third episode melted my face
0: <laughs> oh my god alana and the dog hoodie was
2: there's a joke about alana and the dog hoodie that's great right? uh, yeah i've seen that one yeah yeah, yeah
0: that was that was pretty because that was in the season trailer and that joke was the one that made me like Hit the floor laughing in the <laughs> season trailer, and then I saw it again, and it's just amazing. Also,
2: kombucha with booze in it really turned my stomach. Like, <laughs> oh. uh. I mean,
0: uh-huh. yeah, kombucha does have one percent alcohol naturally. Yeah, but so, but eleven percent? No, is, no. I remember seeing an article online of somebody who tried to get drunk on kombucha, and they just ended up vomiting instead.
2: That's like oh, that's like that thing of like people like want to try and have a psychedelic experience of drinking absinthe. I'm like, you have to drink so much absinthe. That the alcohol poisoning is what kills you first. That's yeah. Uh, that's how much it takes. <sighs> well,
0: you know what? Whatever.
2: I, I like abs. <laughs> it's not worth like absin- it. Absin-
0: it's not worth. It is not worth the morning after.
2: Yeah, it's really sugary.
0: I well, no. I just like. I just had my physical with my doctor, and you know, doctors always like, okay, how much do you drink? And I was like, honestly. I am cutting way back because it is not worth it anymore.
2: Like a fish, uh, <laughs> I was. Eat- well, it's
0: like I, I, I feel like the media presentation is, you know, like you, you're, you're like a wild partyer until you're 35 or whatever, and I like hit 25 and I was like, okay, this needs to stop because my body is like this is a lie rebelling against my you and i cooked dinner oh, last yes. night it is not worth and it and
2: watched the heat and drank a lot of vodka because i was making, <laughs> I was making vod, penne and vodka sauce and for some reason my mindset was like it well, was there for you already this vodka should be going into me what, what
1: goes with vodka better than vodka more
2: vodka yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's wrap this up yeah all
0: right yeah so next week everybody we're going to be reading chapter one of book two of the two towers The Taming of Smeagol.
1: Being also book four of The Lord of the Rings.
0: (laughs) Yes, but this is getting increasingly complex. (laughs) With that, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John. Uh, We need to thank our supporters. Thank you, Katie, for being more on top of it than I ever could be.
1: Uh, So once again, I would like to give a thank you to our Patreon supporters. Um, Also, very quick note, we're really close to our next goal of being able to upgrade to... Uh, Adobe Creative Cloud which is a great Dream of ours because right now we're just using Like Freemium software to edit
2: I had my first experience with GarageBand this week (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't fun
1: Poor Chase Uh, But thank you so much to our Patreon supporters we really do appreciate it Thank you to, I hope I pronounce Everyone's name right uh, Man Devon, Ariel Alm Brian Osborne Ji Ying Fua. Kyle Thompson, Michael Smith, Jacob Verma, Aaron Crawford, Benjamin John Macy, Mike Williams, Avon McMaster, and Micah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to say, I don't because I don't know if Patreon notifies you or not, but if you are subscribed to any of the special patron level tiers, those rewards are posted to the Patreon. Um, so like the early access, that comes out on our Patreon, and then by virtue of being a subscriber at that tier, you automatically gain access to it.
1: Yeah.
2: Basically... The moment I finish editing an episode You <laughs> will be getting it uh, The first one went out uh, Last Wednesday It was a little later than usual Because my editing stuff was a little backed up But it's going to be better now
0: <laughs> Also we just did a major overhaul Of our website so please check it out uh, talkingtolkien.com To get directly to our page Or the TheExtracurricular.com If you want to view all of our content
1: And let us know what you think
0: all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this is a real wrap up this time, <laughs> unless I'm forgetting something else. I'm John. I'm
1: Katie.
2: And I'm the danger. Wait, what am I doing? I'm Chase.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> See you next week. Thank you for listening to Talking Tolkien. You can find us online at TalkingTolkien.com, and you can send us an email to the professor at TalkingTolkien.com. We do our best to respond to each email, so please let us know about your thoughts, theories, and themes you'd like us to discuss in the show.
1: We are also Talking Tolkien on Facebook and Twitter, and we love hearing from you. If you're not already a subscriber, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. We would particularly appreciate it if you would give us a rating on iTunes, as it really helps us to show up in searches and reach a new audience.
2: We also have a Patreon page, where you can donate as little as $1 per month to help our podcast grow. Through your generous support, we've been able to purchase many new pieces of equipment, helping us bring you a better sounding more professional podcast nothing makes us more excited than a new pledge and we greatly appreciate all the support we've received so far I thought it was going to say my name, and I just started quoting Breaking Bad. (laughs) What was that? I don't know. My brain broke on me. I'm so hungry.